the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. Today, we're going to be talking with Kenny Seggers. Kenny works for Special Places of Costa Rica. It's a property management company uh, up there in the northern Guanacaste area, but I thought it would be great to get him on here. Uh, as I know, a lot of you are looking to invest or develop vacation rentals here in Costa Rica as investments or as what I like to call lifestyle investments, where you guys also get to use it as well. So I wanted to chat with him and get his input on the best product on the market for returns, what things to look out for. And again, especially if you're developing a home, like building a home, uh, which we're doing many of for many of you guys here in Costa Rica, uh, or well, sorry, project managing it. We don't actually build, just to be clear, guys. The, the things, you know, the amenities, the services, uh, and the floor plan that you really need to think about to maximize the revenue in your properties. So yeah, it's going to be a great conversation with Kenny here. Uh, he's been doing this for quite some time uh, and has managed some, you know, a lot of exceptional properties in those northern Guanacaste areas of Playa Flamingo, Potrero, Coco, Himosa, uh, and Playa Grande. So we'll be uh, chatting with him soon. Remember, guys, if anyone needs any help or wants to chat about investing in Costa Rica, you can contact us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, we've actually made two investments so far this year. We bought a land piece of land in Ojachau. Uh, that we're about to develop. We're about to make another offer on a piece of land in Ojachau as well. Uh, and also, um, we just bought a condo in Tamarindo as well to basically refurb it uh, and then go on and sell it as well. So, you know, um, we are eating our own pudding here uh, of what it is that we, uh, you know, we, we say that you should be doing here in Costa Rica. We actually do it ourselves as well. So, um, you know, I'll give you an update, guys, as we work through that on how that goes. Um, but anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's get straight into the podcast. Good morning, Kenny. How are you doing? Uh, good morning. Very well. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you. Really appreciate you uh, taking time to chat with us on this podcast here, Kenny. Uh, definitely my pleasure. Fantastic. Well, I mean, I'm sure we're all in the upswing of high season here. You know, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, as you're aware, I was up in Guanacaste yesterday, uh, you know, and it just seems very, very busy at the moment. Uh, yes, indeed. Actually, this high season, we're seeing one of our tops, uh, top high seasons. Uh, we have a lot of uh, occupancy. Most of our properties are fully rented from now till the end of April, uh, with some gaps here and there that's still being filled up with last minute bookings. So uh, we're having a very good season at this point, at this moment. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I mean, I think that the question on everyone's mind at the moment is, you know, we're just seeing, you know, current world economic issues and some of the stuff going on. I mean, are you seeing any slowdown on your side? Uh, so basically, uh, we do see a slowdown. Um, there are a lot of factors that are affecting the our vacation rental industry. Uh, of course, we have the war in Ukraine that affects us. Uh, flights are quite expensive to travel right now to Costa Rica. Just one of the things is even that clients that, for example, book months ahead of time a vacation rental, they cancel upon us because the flights they didn't they didn't book their flights yet. And once they want to book it, they see how expensive it is, and at the end they cancel their vacation rental. Uh, and then also the economy in the United States and Canada is not in our favor right now. Uh, travel is not a priority, so people are holding back uh, a bit on their 
under travel ideas or the travel plans. Yeah. Uh, as well, I was, for example, in in Mexico uh, in December. I was in Mexico and I was attending a conference of, about vacation rentals. And actually, it's predicted that for 2023, there's going to be a five percent drop in occupancy uh, in Latin America. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're going to see some slowdown, that's for sure. Uh, what it's going to look like, how it's going to impact, you know, real estate. Um, I mean, I'm sure we'll see it first probably in tourism, as we typically do, and then see it kind yeah. of roll into real estate here. Just because, yeah, I mean, usually we lag, you know, 12 to 18 months behind real estate in the U.S. But, um, I mean, you know, looking at January, February, March from a tourism like hotels i mean they're just as busy as they were in 2022 i, I just wonder what the low season is going to look like whether we're going to move more back to that original cycle of may and june being a bit quieter july picks up august quietens down with september and october being very quiet yeah uh, indeed it will be very curious though what we have seen after covid we saw that people are more all all year round travelers instead of like really about the peak season of january february march June, yep. July, August, we have seen that people are, let's say, um, because let's say to travel in those months as May and uh, September, October and November, in general, everything is cheaper, like rental rates, hotel rates, as well as flights. So people are shifting around through the whole year. So it could be that actually the people that normally traveled in high season, uh, because they have to look at their budget, they're tra traveling in those off seasons or those shoulder seasons. It's it's funny what you said about flights because I actually had a client who actually was looking to fly down at the end of April and he got flights for $91 each way from Atlanta to Liberia, oh, wow. which even I was blown away, you know. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, he he needs he needs to teach us those tricks where he looks because I never can find those deals. Yeah. Me neither, me neither. I mean, I'm going to Colorado in like two weeks and I think I paid close to $1,000 for flights from Costa Rica to Colorado and back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I also have flights coming up to Canada and they were uh, over $1,000 a person wow. just to fly there. Wow. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Even right now, flying into New York from from Costa Rica, uh, it's like $700, $800. Yeah. Where normally you were able to fly like for $400 or $450. It's, yeah. a, it's a big difference. Wow. Well, I mean, what advice? I mean, you've had you've managed a you know a lot of vacation rentals over the time and know the numbers. I mean, what advice would you give to anyone looking to invest in a vacation rental in Costa Rica? Um, I believe that a lot of people that invest in vacation rentals, a big group of them, they are not really aware exactly what vacation rental is. They just think it's as easy as putting a property in Airbnb and they get it rented. Honestly, it's not as easy. There's a lot of uh aspects that come to uh, owning, let's say, vacation rental in Costa Rica. It is not only, let's say, renting it out. It's also the management, it's payment of bills, it's taxes, it's insurance. It's like a, a very wide range of uh, things that buyers need to take in consideration. So, uh, and there are many different ways how to do it. Uh, always, always my strongest suggestion is to do it always in the most legal way or just do it legal because otherwise it will get back to you in the future and at the end it will give you a lot of problems well and i mean the, i suppose the problem here with is that like if you do get into tax issues here like there is no negotiating i mean it's it's this way or the highway i mean it's you know unfortunately 
yeah, indeed, that's that's exactly how the Costa Rica tax department works. Uh, it is one side is a good thing because it really helps for people to think to think twice about doing something illegal. Uh, let's say on income or tax wise. Uh, yeah. Though, I still feel there's a, a big lack on enforcement from the tax department, but they're working on it. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what? areas and products do you think demand the highest average daily rates i mean because a lot of people are looking for you know returns so i mean what stuff just does really well yeah so actually that's a very curious question as uh i always see homeowners that buy vacation rentals i always qualify them in two different groups you have yep. the yep. first is the one type of homeowner that buys a property for as a future retire plan to live, for example, at the property, or for example, to use the property, come down several times, uh, several times a year. So basically, they're looking for a property uh, that generates income, but actually, they're happy with just offsetting costs of that same property. Um, while the second group, for example, these are people that buy properties because they want to um, have an income from it. They want to live yep. from it. They want to have more than just having your operating. Uh, bills let's say covered so if we look at for example at that second group of, of people that buy vacation on their properties uh my strongest suggestion would be it's always like what people really always look for as a as a traveler is they want to have something special something unique so if we're talking about let's say properties are beachfront or properties that have like a, an amazing ocean view that are uh, always very uh Let's say the properties are really in high demand. And then the better the, your property, the bigger your property is, the better actually. Because we see a lot of properties that are four bedrooms or more. They have a higher occupancy in general than any other property are, for example, two or three bedrooms. Yeah. No, and I, I agree on that front. I mean, it's when you look at the two things here. You know, I mean, I had an eight-bedroom luxury, you know, vacation rental. And we were like at 72% occupancy. You know, sometimes we got up into the 80s difficult sometimes because of like check-ins and check-outs there are always these gaps and you can't move people around like you would do in a hotel but it's amazing that how well the larger homes do again it's a bigger investment but your return is also bigger as well um indeed yes yeah you know oh. it's that and 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 like 75 percent of all vacation rentals have like three bedrooms and less. You know? yeah that's correct yeah what i see with the bigger homes is you can let's say market to a wider group of people. Because for example, you can get bigger families that are, uh, that require four bedrooms, but you also have, uh, what we see a lot is like different generations coming down. So grandparents, uh, then their kids and then the grandkids basically. So they normally it's, it's like 10 people or more. So they are, they're definitely occupying with us a lot of our bigger vacation rental homes. I mean, if you had a three bedroom condo, and you had a three-bedroom home, both very similar, both with ocean view, both same distance to town, best distance from the beach. Which one would potentially do better with regards to returns? It will be the home uh, because of the privacy, because you have the okay. private pool. Uh, in general, there are less rules because when you have a condo, uh, a condo you, you have a condominium complex and you have a shared pool. Uh, it's limited on exactly what you do. You don't have, let's say, the, the whole barbecue area for yourself. So... Yeah. I would definitely put my money on a on a on a home instead of a condo. Okay. 
where do you think, what product are you missing, Kenny? What product would you like to have that you just don't have at the moment? But you were just like, I really want that because I just know, or you want more of that product. Um, so you were breaking up again. No worries. That like, what product do you have that you want more of? That like just does really well. There's a gap in the market <coughs> that you would just really like to have it. Um, the product we want more of. Uh, our best rentals are bigger properties, uh, our beachfront properties or or ocean view homes that, that are close to town. Uh, they for us they have the highest occupancy. They have the best uh, numbers basically. So. Uh, I would welcome those properties anytime uh, in my inventory. I mean, what are the beach towns that you're seeing that are just growing? Um, so, well, we have our main office over here in Flamingo. Uh, and then the town next door is Playa Petrero, which is five minutes away. Uh, Petrero has had a tremendous boom over the last two, three years. Uh, I think just inventory on properties there has doubled. Yep. over over these last uh, two three years so I definitely say that I think Petrero is the biggest town that has grown over here in the area um as well Tamarinda as well has has grown a lot the same as Playa Grande and the same as Coco but I don't believe as big as how Petrero has grown in general percentage wise okay well I mean let's just talk because a lot of people always want to hear about those towns you know 5 to 10 years in the future that they think are going to really you know going to blow up um yeah. you know or, or develop I mean which ones would you which ones do you think in the next 10 years are really going to take off um I would say definitely the area between Tamarindo and Playa Flamingo it's like the area where just behind Reserva Conchal it's like the area where you have Playa Minas and Playa Pirata which are beautiful uh, yeah, those beaches are actually, they're one of my favorites. Mina is one of my favorite beaches. Um, it's that area, it's still underdeveloped. Uh, there's still a lot of land for sale at very good prices compared to anywhere else. So I believe at the moment right now, it's kind of the time to buy there. And then you will see that uh, in a couple of, let's say, four or five years, like there will be a serious, let's say, expat community there having properties yeah. and trying to, and, and renting them out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, when designing homes, because we actually spend quite a bit of time designing homes. So I always like to get feedback from, you know, people that are in the trenches, as I say, of property management and also homes. I mean, when designing your home and thinking of a vacation rental, I mean, what aspects do you think should be considered in the design and also the layout as well? Yeah. So uh, the properties that I like the most are the ones that are the easiest to maintain. Uh Sometimes we have properties that are built by architects uh, and they have the owner let them do, let's say, have the architects, let's say, uh, put in, let's say, on the property a lot, which makes that they're very nicely, let's say, or aesthetic homes, but they're not that easy to maintain. So yeah. that makes it way more challenging for us as a management company to, to, to maintain this properties and it's not only the maintenance also the cost that comes with actually to, to maintain it well for example if you have a, a home that's built uh with the idea of of easy maintenance at the end uh it's money that the owner puts in his pocket by not let's say having to hire a special crew let's say to clean high windows or for example because the owner decided to put in like let's say uh a brand of let's say appliances that's very hard to get in costa rica at the end if there are no parts in Costa Rica, everything needs to be important and basically all that costs extra money. So I would definitely say like 
easy to maintain properties. It's one of my things on 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 the first spot to say like uh, that's for me very important uh, for a, a a property that's in the vacation rental pool. What about some features of that property? I mean, what things should it have? You know, like an owner's closet. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely, owner's closet very important for the owner so they can store their personal belongings away. Uh, secondly, uh, a maid lockout also very important because you want to have that extra space where the maid can put the extra sheets or the extra uh, towels, soaps, and all that stuff. So guests don't have access to that, and you also don't want to have, let's say the management company always run products from their office to to the property because basically it will increase costs. It's yeah. very easier to have all those items directly at the property. Um, something else I think is very important uh, on a vacation on the property is it needs to be secure. So I feel it's always important to invest in good locks, good window locks. Uh, just make sure that there isn't, there's no inconvenience, let's say towards any tenants. Uh, with, for example, because there is petty theft in Costa Rica, to be honest, uh, it's not something that we that we should hide. So, people, the homeowners should secure their property decently, so so tenants don't have an issue. I mean, um, how how much are you trying to convince your you know homeowners or people building homes to kind of move into more of you know, Wi-Fi orientated, connected locks, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't say Alexa lights and stuff, but like to move more into the 21st century. Um, honestly, we as a company since last year, we've been doing a big push with our homeowners on installing electronic locks. <clears throat> this makes Express uh, easy, even just remotely to change codes for tenants. Or, for example, to have only a, a code that works for the exact time the, the guest will be at the property. Uh, it makes it very useful for us. As well, we don't have the the hassle of keys because basically keys are getting lost. Yep. Uh, tenants take them home. They forget in the rental car. Uh, they lose them at the beach. Well, for example, if you have an electronic lock with a code, it's very easy. There's nothing to get lost. And if they don't, if they can't get in because they forgot the code, then basically we're just a call away to get them in. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And then maintenance-wise, if you can have your irrigation and your alarm all phone operated, same as cameras, uh, makes makes a big difference. What about more dramatic features in the home, like amenities it must have, or like the look and style of it? Um. It's always good to have some dramatic features at the property, as for example that that crazy infinity pool, or um, let's say that outdoor outdoor kitchen area with a barbecue. That's always very important because it's 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 like those extra that's kind of sells your property. Uh, I would say definitely a must to put that in your property. Uh, this just it's like an 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 extra point for your property. That you're gonna uh, be able to track the client instead of that that client goes to another property. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I completely agree. I mean, I think you need those things, especially just understanding that the majority of people spend their time outside when they're here in Costa Rica, not inside. Yes, correct. What special places of Costa Rica's most successful rental and why or rentals and why? Um. So if we look at income generated for a property. 
properties. Uh, we have three, pro three properties are called Hacienda Flamingo. These are beachfront rentals uh, just because of their location and the luxury they are. Uh, they are our best vacation rentals that we have in our pool. But if you look at occupancy wise, uh, we have two homes that are located on the north ridge of Flamingo. Uh, yep. Both One is a four bedroom, the other one is a is a six bedroom and they have the highest occupancy in our rental pool. And now we're talking about an occupancy rate of 85%. Wow. Wow. And, and you think that that's just because how much of that's location and how much do you think it's size or is it both? Uh, it is both. Uh, it's location because it's right in town. It's just four minutes away from the beach. Basically size has definitely to do with it because one is a four bedroom. The other one uh, is a six, uh, six bedroom. But as well, these properties, they're already eight years under our management. So basically, it's already eight years of being able to promote these properties. So it's not because we if we have a new property, we put it on, on the different OTAs um, yeah. that we can have bookings right away. It takes time to get out there. Uh, basically, reviews are very important in our, in our market. Uh, because they kind of reconfirm what we say in the listing description or let's say the pictures that we post. So it takes time to get up there, uh, to get to that 85%, um, but it's it's definitely possible. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, they're amazing numbers, Kenny. So congratulations on that because, I mean, there are very few homes and very few property management companies that I know can garnish those kind of occupancy rates. And I'm sure that they have a great ADR as well. But I'll not keep you any longer as I know that you're very busy. But my last question that I love to ask everyone, I mean, if you were to inherit $500,000, Kenny, had to invest it into business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? Um, I would do a combination of both. Um. I wouldn't, what I would do is I would buy two properties, two pieces yep. of land uh, built on each property, a house. And then basically, uh, depending on how touristy the area is, or for example, how much income you can generate or rentals, keep both properties. So you have basically two incomes to pay of everything or sell one and then just keep the other one. And then basically, if you sell one, probably you will make, your initial investment back already. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. You know, a lot of people are scared to do this, but it's pretty amazing that if you buy a piece of land and build a home, just the equity that you can gain just on doing that. Because again, people don't want to do it. And it's not that easy in Costa Rica if you don't know what it is that you're doing. I mean, there are so many horror stories out there, you know. Um, but I mean, I suppose that's why we do what we do, like project managing house builds. But like, it's, yeah, you just need to really know what it is that you're doing, right? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. It's, it's not the easiest process um it's always important to to try to get in contact with like people you trust um yeah. so but yeah it's but at the end the return on it it's 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 amazing fantastic well kenny i really appreciate you taking time uh to chat with us i know that you guys are absolutely swamped over there uh and it's been amazing having you on here your information is invaluable um and anyone that wants to get into contact with kenny or special places of costa rica i'll put all the contact details in the description um but thanks very much for coming on the show kenny Oh, my pleasure, Richard. It's definitely uh, my pleasure to, to sit with all these answers on these questions. Fantastic. Have a great day, Kenny. Same to you. Bye. 
Great podcast there with Kenny, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that. As you can see, you know, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to property management and also vacation rentals. Uh, I had a client actually that reached out to us through the uh, podcast that we ended up helping invest in Pacifico in Coco and completely remodeled their unit for them as well. I mean, we don't do remodels, um, but these guys were just so nice. I could just see them getting taken advantage of in Costa Rica. Um, so we decided that we would project manage it for them. Um, and, you know, Kenny was actually the uh, company that they chose to do property management. We didn't push them in any direction. Uh, we just gave them kind of the list of uh, property management companies in the area. Uh, and then they interviewed and they decided to go with special places of Costa Rica. Incredible because they've only had it on the website, I think for 10 days and already have four reservations just because it's so different than what's available in Pacifico. I mean, we really you know, took a look at everything that was available there. This is one of every, very few ocean view units, but we gutted the whole thing. Bedrooms, bathrooms, kitchen, everything brand new. We were able to get it all done in eight weeks. Uh, and I think it cost us about $65,000 with all the furniture as well. So if anyone wants to know more about that, um, just let me know. You can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Well, until the next podcast, guys, I hope you enjoyed that one. If you did enjoy it, please give us a review. I always love to see the reviews rolling in um, or as they say, pass the pod, share the uh, podcast with someone that you think that might be useful. Um, because again, I think as a lot of you are aware that listen to this, investing in Costa Rica can be great if you know what it is that you're doing. Um, so, you know, us being there to kind of guide you through that process and kind of point you in the right direction can sometimes help. But anyway, have a great day, guys, and we'll see you on the next podcast. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica 